Hi, I'm Russ Camarda, an actor and independent filmmaker in New York. And in between the chances I get to do my own creative projects, I love to sit down with other artists and discuss how it is they do what they do. And that's sort of the, the goal for this podcast, the ACT podcast, Art, Craft, Truth. This time around, our conversation brings us to Vincent Nigro. Now, this is a special one for me because Vincent and I are lifelong friends. I have had the uh, privilege of knowing this incredible artist for 30 plus years. Um, he's a brilliant musician, a composer, a music producer, a sound designer, um, graduate of the uh, Berklee College of Music in Boston, went on to become an amazing live performer, uh, and also scored many feature films, television commercials, incredible sound designer for, uh, for television programs and feature films. Um, uh, he's also produced uh, remixes for incredible artists like Madonna, uh, Duran Duran, The Backstreet Boys, Kelly Clarkson, on and on and on. Um, this is a real treat. Uh, we go back a long way, and it's a great conversation with an old friend. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Vincent Nagra. Here you go. Way to go, brother. Cheers. Only Kentucky bourbon in here. We don't have any Tennessee uh, liquor. All right, so I'm I'm actually live cutting this myself, so you'll see me uh, trying to adjust stuff as I go. Um, I'll do the best I can. Uh, I'm so glad you finally I got you over here. I mean, we've had many many a day where we uh, where we chatted. (laughs) Yeah, we probably could have recorded that uh, some interesting conversations in the past. So you and I, man, uh, we met as kids in the 80s. 81, Not, right? Was it 81? 1981, yeah, yeah. Summer of, late summer of 1981. Um, it's a long time, man. Long time, long, long time, time ago. And, uh, it's amazing. And, and we, um, were, were you, uh, I think, did I get you before you were even doing music or... Yeah, I think so. I mean, we were making, we were trying to make movies, remember? Yeah, we that's were, right. We went to Star Trek and we would build, we didn't have a camera, obviously. We, you know, right. the cameras were astronomical, you know, they were the, the prices of the, Yeah, you no, know, we, we, you know, you couldn't do film and, and stuff. we were like, oh, maybe we will get one, one, you know, right. but let's build these sets. We used to build a Star Trek, we find, you know, piece of wood, paint it. And find whatever piece of plastic glue it on. Right, Remember right, this? right. Yeah, absolutely. That was it was incredible. And then we would, you know, you were going to be Kirk, and I was going to be Spock, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't quite get the eyebrow, you know. And, we were, <laughs> and I think there's a picture of us, you know, at the Sunrise Mall in front of my my father's T-bird. He had a '64 T-bird. That's right. You know that picture. That's right. And that we're was standing cool there, and we're trying to do it, and you, you're like, you're like, <laughs> but you look like this, you know, you look like De Niro almost. But you try to. Uh, Shatner, Shatner right? Know, and uh, it's hysterical. Well, but, uh, right. but it was... never happened. And you know, we used to get the magazines. Uh, what was that magazine called? Uh, uh, movie... Starlog. Was it? No, no. The the, the movie making magazine. Like uh... oh oh. Uh, and I, well, remember, I found it online. I can't remember the name of it though. But uh, we well, had a subscription to it. Well, there was Starlog. Was the science fiction one? Yeah, yeah that wasn't that. Fangora one. was another one. I don't know if it was that one. Yeah. Some with movie in it, right? But, um, right, right. Movie maker, yeah, magazine. something like that. And uh, yeah, we were. Uh, that was the first. But you know, before you came along, I was into music, right? Um, 
very young age, singing. Um, nine years old, I started playing guitar, but I was oh, not so good. you so yeah. Before and then I well, I'll tell you the story why I, I there was like a lull there. And, okay, and um, it's 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 <laughs> it's kind of uh, well, I, I was taking lessons with this guy. My dad got this guy, uh, this older gentleman. I forget his name. I think his name was Tony. And, um, you know, I would sit there with the guy and he had no patience and he was very intimidating, you know? So, uh, a couple of lessons in, I just wasn't doing good because this guy's probably, yeah, you know, his personality was, it wasn't good, you know, but it was, it was this terrible thing. Uh, so after the last lesson I had with him, we're outside the house and I got my guitar, I'm standing behind my dad and he's, and, he, and, my, and he's like, listen, I don't know, you know, he just, uh, he just doesn't have it. The teacher said. The teacher says he just that says he just doesn't have it. Oh, that's some it bullshit! It was so freaking humiliating. Fuck. And I was, I was devastated. And you know, it's my dad. You know, and it's something <laughs> I really wanted to do. Sure, sure. And I loved. But it, you know, you got to get that right teacher, the right you know, someone to inspire you to you right. know. It's, it's all right, man. You know, you get better. You know. No, this guy's like, no, he doesn't have it. Yeah. You know? Wow. And he, the humiliation, and I just kind of stopped. I still loved it. You know, so years gone. Uh, you you came along. You know, moved across the street. Uh, yeah, right. I, I came along. Into, you know, I think we were uh, eleven or whatever it was. Yeah, eleven. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I didn't even know you were playing before then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if you call it that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, certainly Tony wouldn't call it. That. Tony, Tony didn't call that. But <laughs> but I think something like that is almost kind of necessary sometimes to. Yeah. You know. Put that fire. Hey, Michael Jordan had it too, right? They, they uh, yeah, come from the basketball you know, uh, team. Uh, Charlie Parker, right? He had it too. The the famous uh, throwing right, of the right, symbol, right, get right. the hell off the stage, you suck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and look what he, you know, I'm not saying, hey, I'm not going to yeah. compare myself to those guys, uh, you know, but it just, uh, you know, it gives you that uh, fire and that, you know, and if you, if you have that personality where you're like, you know what, I'm going to show these bastards, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it wasn't the first time that happened. When I picked it up again, the same thing with a band I was playing with. Oh, you no know, A bunch shit. of guys you probably know. I'm not going to yeah, name names. Yeah, we won't name names. We won't name names. <laughs> um, and, you know, I got kicked out of the band and everything. But then I met some people that helped me. And one of them being uh, John Melendez. Oh. Stuttering John from the Howard oh, Stern Oh, right, show. right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, we went, to, he was a little bit older than us. And uh, I started taking guitar lessons with him. And he really showed me a lot of stuff you know and i started getting better and better right you know and he was probably um he was probably i would guess more uh patient and chill just because of his own yeah you know i, I guess i mean he, he he was funny you know he's very confident right. and he, you know he's like yeah you could do that yeah and he wrote everything out for me and and, I, and he did the things i wanted to do you know i wanted to play led zeppelin you know he showed me <laughs> you know uh, rock and roll was one of the first things he showed me, you know, you know, and I could play it and, you know, show me the Van Halen stuff. And then after the lesson, he would go and uh, put his guitar on, plug into his Marshall and play Van Halen. And, you know, nobody's fault but mine from Zeppelin. And my mind was just like blown because I'm like, oh, someone's actually playing really well in front of me right now. And this is amazing, you know. Oh, uh, so as you'd never seen. You'd never not seen... really. No, not like that. Yeah. And it just, I was just like, oh, this is great, you know? This is, <laughs> this is what I want to do. This is great. And then I met all those guys who were around that age. Remember, right. there was a whole crew of those yep. guys. Absolutely. Lenny Rosillo, good, still a good friend of mine. Still, um, 
Tom McGrain was another really good teacher and good guy, you know? Right. And he really, when I went to him to take lessons, it just, it just took off. Tom you know? McGrain. Yeah. And then he introduced me to his guitar teacher. He's like, I can't teach you anymore, man. And he sent me to Serge Piero, who was another great that's guitar. a name. You that's a name. Serge? That's a name. I remember. I remember. That, yeah. I think that's where I kind of came into knowing who you were playing with. Well, you... that was that was you know we yeah. were still it was a few years after we met. It was right. probably around thirteen, fourteen, or something like that. You know. Right. And then even later with Serge was probably later than that. You know, sixteen, seventeen. Right, right. Before we were done with high school, and then off to, you know, college. What? Yeah. Um, so. But, you know, so. Uh, before I met you. What was the, was it Zeppelin? Because when I met you, it was all Hendrix and Zeppelin. Well, but, it, wasn't, it wasn't Hendrix. I mean, it was Zeppelin, right? I mean, right. but heavy metal. You remember so that? Metal, yeah. like so that's what you were, the, even yeah. at nine years old and stuff. Well, nine. Like when you first started, what was, what were nine you? Nine was like, you know, your, whatever was on the radio at the time. You know, right, right, right. And even before that, now you would call that, we listened to it the other day, Yacht Rock. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Rafferty. Yeah, and, you would, uh, it was like that 70s, you know, uh, Steelers wheels and Stuck in the Middle and, right. you know, America and stuff like that. And I was always on the radio. My parents always had music on. And uh, it seemed like it was an important thing, music, because it was always on and, you know, but both my parents were into it. They weren't musicians or anything, but um, they always playing music. Right. And it was amazing and uh, I loved it. You know, my dad would sit down and he'd be like, take out an album and it's Sly and the Family Stone and put it on. And he explained to me, he's like, check this out, this is a multiracial band, you know, and, you know, just explain the whole deal. Like, wow. he, I don't know how he knew, right, but like, right, he, was, right. he was a cop. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He was, but he was like, it's a music, you know. And uh, Did they play, I guess, the Beatles and stuff all that? Yeah, I mean, uh, more the Stones than the Beatles. Okay. Yeah, the, the Rolling Stones... Uh, and I remember hearing it. He would play, I think it was called Hot Rocks. It was like a mm. uh, best of album. Right. You know, that cover where they're all silhouetted. Right, and right, I, right, as a right, kid, right. I used to think it was one person with the hair on fire. I used to say, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, his hair's not on fire. It's just right. you know, a bunch of guys silhouetted you know, in the group. But uh, he would play it at all the time. And even as a kid, I'm like, man, this is good. Yeah. You know, because you heard the stuff that was on the radio, the 70s, right. or whatever on. I guess it was AM radio at that time, right? Or well, just, I mean, uh, it was... Being an, uh, yeah, FM, FM was still, you know... That, was, that was what I remember. I remember FM being the... Yeah. the when the rock yeah, stuff was yeah. on. But then when and then he played that, and I'd be like, this is another level of something going on here. Right. I was like, this is really good. Song after song. It's the greatest this album, so it was just all there. Was it always... Um, was it always guitar from the beginning, or did no. you just you just didn't want to... No, it wasn't, the, it wasn't guitar. It was... Probably vocals, singing. All right. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> Learned something new. And then I had uh, my older cousins. They started playing, you know. And uh, they had their band and their backyard party, one summer party, and I went there, and I was just like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to play guitar too, you know. Right. And then my, my uncle uh, Dom played guitar. And he always play that Beatles, uh, Norwegian Wood. He always play that. Oh, I remember him playing yeah, yeah. that all the time. And uh, I was like, well, I, I could do that. I want, I want to, I want to do that. You know. And so, that, uh, you know. So by the time I come along uh, at eleven, uh, you're not in a band yet, right? There's no, <laughs> no there's I mean, no, no, there was no, no. anything. No. Um, but we, I mean, we screwed around too. Like even, you know, 
you you we were already playing with a bunch of guys, but then I came in and we were we were horsing around doing Hendrix. Yeah, and stuff. you were the singer. I was I was the singer. <laughs> well, the singer. we got that we got that little uh, uh, four track machine. Yeah, and we were laying down Purple Haze and uh, yeah, and I was like playing with my teeth. I had braces and and the strings getting caught. You know, I'm like, wait, hold on, do it again. That's Fuck right. you. That's right. That's stupid. <laughs> I remember your mother's like, oh, that's terrible. Your mother was like. <laughs> She was uh, yeah, honest. Yeah, honest yeah, she was like, "Yeah, it doesn't sound good." <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I remember that we were playing. Uh, that was a little later, you know. Yeah, right. We, that was that was. Uh, we were probably just in high school at that point, right? And, so uh, I remember that. Yeah. So when do you know uh, that? Like you good, like like you had you you studied with Melendez and Tom McGrain, and you start to see these guys really playing stuff that you know Van Halen yeah, and stuff, yeah. and you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. When do you start to feel like, oh, I'm playing it now? I, I'm oh, with it. Um, by the time when I got to Tom McGrain, and then I was uh, mm. people were like, oh yeah, did you hear? Uh, you have they call me Vinny, you know, yeah. you have Vinny play, you know, he's playing this Ingvay Malmsteen stuff. Right Ingvay Malmsteen, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> shredding it, yeah, shredding it. And I was, you know, I was getting better and confident. And, right. and that's what I needed, you know, a good teacher, someone to guide me and, you know, just be cool, you know, not like play it again, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell you do doing? you still, do you still hear from those I don't, guys? I see McGrain um, and John just on Facebook and I really yeah. don't really hear from them. Serge, I, I reach out to once in a while. Huh? If we go out east, he's out shelter around, I believe now. And, um. I see him once in a while. That's cool. Yeah, you know that must be. It a, is. That's trip. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, all those guys still. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if John still plays. I'm not sure. Um, I know Tom does. I know Lenny. Lenny's playing regularly. He he he's always out there playing. Right. Even now, you know, with the uh, with pandemic, he's still out right. there. I see him playing. So. And stuttering John was uh, his uh, uh, after the Howard Stern show. He was uh, what's his Jay name? Leno's, Sidekick. Yeah. Jay Leno's sidekick. He was a writer, I believe. Yeah. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. that's cool. So yeah, it was that. That was an interesting, uh, you know, group of people. And I remember seeing them as a kid. You know, you go to the battle of bands type deal. You know, go, <laughs> right. the roller skating yeah, rink. Go, yeah, with the high school. You know, <laughs> right. go to the high school. We weren't even in high school yet. And I just they they were like gods to me. You know, because I'm like, wow, these guys are actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. You know, to actually see someone doing this stuff. Yeah, right. Instead of just I, like you know looking at an album cover and I, listening. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. But I guess yeah, if you never saw it. Well, we didn't have all this stuff today, you know, no, the internet and, no. and all, you know, you get a magazine to get a glimpse of maybe right. your story of something, you know, even if it was real or not, who knows, you know, <laughs> right. um, and then your imagination and, a, and an album sleeve, you know, right. which I, you know, which I think is cool. I like that whole idea. Of, yeah. Uh, you know, getting those, um, ideas in your head, you know, uh, yeah. uh you know. What was the what was the first time uh, you're on stage and there's lights and there's like people like what was uh, the yeah. you remember that but lights um, yeah like when yeah, you're literally yeah. playing and there's an audience with lights on stage you know? on the sta yeah um, it was high school and um, I played with the orchestra and they were doing uh, Stairway to Heaven so, <laughs> and I was playing along and then the solo comes up you know. And I would kick the the seat away, <laughs> <laughs> That's and it stopped playing. And, and I remember, you know, everyone in the audience, all the friends in the audience, ah, you know, it's supposed to be this proper, you know, right, orchestra right. thing, you know. Oh. But I was scared shit, shitless, man. I was just like, oh. it was very scary. Was, I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed that. No, I was, I was scared. Yeah. Wow. That was high school. 
That well, was high school. It was, it was probably just you know right. maybe a freshman or right. wow. a sophomore or something. Like that. I don't. But, uh, I don't think I got to see that one. I don't think I saw that performance. Yeah, I, may, was, I may have. I don't, may, yeah, I, I yeah, don't remember. Well, it's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a lot of it's a long time ago. Yeah, it is, yeah, these days that's that's what I've been saying. Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, so after high school, um, uh, you go to you know one of the world-renowned music yeah. conservatories. Well, in the before world. that, let's let's not skip the uh, high school performing arts cultural arts center. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I totally forgot Which was that. A, a, Really, what they call Bosies, Bosies, Bosies yeah, back in right. the day. It's still around. I, I think it's a different name okay. now, like L I E S S. I don't know. I don't know the name. Yeah, to, but, uh, explain what that, that is. Billy Joel, you know, donated some money to in the last couple of years. Where, yeah, it was that. That was a great experience. Uh, amazing teachers, Dave Burns, uh, famous jazz uh, trumpet. Mm. Um, and he he played with Dizzy Gillespie. No oh, shit. I yeah, we were sitting in like jazz history class and playing old videos. And he's like, "Oh, he goes, oh, there I am." He's in the band, the backing Dizzy, you know, <laughs> playing this. It was a trip, you know. Wow. Yeah, and he was great. I and I had, you know, jazz. You know, I had no idea. All right, yeah. So you know, trading the... fours. You know, we take four bars of, you know, solo. The drummer mm. takes four. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, right. Trade fours. Okay. I had no idea. You know, it's like, all right, now we're going to trade fours. Ready? One, two, you know what to do. That's what you would do all the time. You know, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. We're just like, what is that? Trading fours? Okay. So we're all soloing for four bars, and you know. But it was a great experience. It, you know, it really just took it to another level. And that was one yeah. of those deals where, uh, like, that's where you went to school during the yeah, day. Yeah, you had to audition, though. It, oh, was okay. a, it was a pretty tough audition, too. What was that about? It was, uh, you had to write an essay. It was, uh, <laughs> you had to know your stuff, man. Uh, you know, I walk in there, you had to you had to learn two classical pieces, I remember. Um, and you walk in, and, and there's every teacher of every art department. So you have the art department, the musical theater, the guitar teacher, Mario, who ran the whole thing, you know, Barbara, who's classical, uh, Dave, Jazz, they're all sitting in front of you. And you walk in, you're like like a firing squad almost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this kid like, with this guitar. Oh. Yeah, this that, is the guitar. That very guitar? I actually bought that right before I went there. I'm like, I'm going to get myself a classical acoustic. I paid like 100 bucks for it. And um, with this wow. guitar. And uh, That's yeah, they were like, all right, play me a C Phrygian scale. Okay, I know that one. <laughs> and he was just, and he was going... You know, further than that, play Mixolydian, uh, G. Okay. You know, and they'd play it. And you're like, okay. And they're, and they're smiling. So I'm like, okay, this is good. It's a good sign. You know? Yeah, right. All right, play your classical pieces now. Okay. Played them, you know. And then, uh, you know, they asked me a few questions and whatnot. And, and they were smiling. So I was like, yeah, I think I got this. And I did. So that was good. You wow. Know? And so, then, so, so like I was saying, the, guy, the kid that didn't have it, you know, so that's right. Yeah. 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 Did you call Tony and be like, Hey, Tony. Yeah. I don't know hey, if Tony, Tony was around you. by then. I don't know. He was a pretty old guy. So I don't know. But, uh, you know, like I said before, some of those things are necessary, you know, right. to progress, I guess. I don't know. So uh, now you're, so this is, so you, this is where you, like I said, this is where you go to school, uh, in as, as high school kind of, um, what's it like? 
now you're mixed with for the first time with all these yeah. other people who it was do great. this. Yeah, it was, what it was, was that about? What was that like? It was. Uh, was it intimidating? Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, but that's good too. <laughs> you know, there was guys. You know, they were definitely better than me. Yeah. Um, but I learned from it and got better as well. You know. Um. One of the guys was Eric Cal, who ended up being my um, roommate in Berkeley when we left there. We know, he's a, we know, know Eric very well. We know Eric very well. <laughs> Eric's a great drummer. He's played with Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings and, you know, uh, John Schofield. He I'm, did an album with, you know, so he's, he's an excellent drummer, you know. I'm going to get him on, on here. I'm yeah, you on, should. Because he, he's a character and I have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he would be great on this. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we became really, I, I became really good friends with him. Yeah. And I remember seeing him and my, our other friend, Mike Coffey, he was playing, he was in there as well, you know? <laughs> right. And uh, I remember before, let me just back yeah. up when we were checking the school out. And I'm like, how did I not know this earlier? I didn't know about this school because I went in my senior year in high school. All right. So how do I not know about this? So I think the school kept it hush hush because they didn't want their students going to the BOCES. They wanted to keep the talent to themselves. No, I didn't. Th you didn't know that? That no, was a whole thing. I did not and, know that at all. And, they, and this, the second one, we left, it was it became a problem where they were testing people who were going to BOCES. Ah. Oh. And you remember Mike Iorio, right? He, he, was, he was a drummer, right? Yeah. Mike Iorio, yeah. And they were like, uh, they didn't want anyone else going that year. He was you know, a year younger than us. Wow. And uh, they tested him. They're like, all right, tap this tap this out. And they wrote the, you know, the drum tablature we want to call it and um he goes in there taps it out and walk gets up and walks out you know like i guess you have to send these kids to the school because obviously they're very good right right selling more than if they've stayed here you know wow and that's true you know but but i remember going there but so let me not forget um and seeing eric right and mike and it was a friday they would have uh they would you perform on Fridays, the whole okay. the whole uh, school would perform. That's what you did Friday, so you prepare something with a jazz band by yourself, whatever. And I saw the jazz band was up. Mike Coffey, you know Dave Burns there playing the piano, and then Eric on drums. And I was just sitting there looking. I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> this these guys are incredible, and that drummer is incredible. You know, not knowing that they would be like my closest friends. Right. Thirty. Right. Yes, years later, yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Right. I mean, that's so crazy how life works, you know. And then I ended up going the next year, you know. Right. And um, it was it was very good. It was excellent. So, yeah. off to Berkeley, Massachusetts, yeah. uh, College of Music, one of the most famous uh, conservatories. Did you know? Did 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 you and Eric work out that you or just well, happened? Or I was happened? planning on going there, and then he was like, "Yeah, I, I'm." I'm going there too. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, maybe we should, you know, be roommates, you know? He's like, okay. And we were. Yeah. And, and I didn't finish. I only went like three semesters at Berkeley. Um, he went four, so. But uh, again, that was uh, another <laughs> crazy, you know, the monster musicians there. I yeah, mean, yeah. talk about intimidating. Yeah. Now we're on yeah. another freaking level. Right. I mean, Abe Laboriel Jr., who is a drummer for Paul McCartney now. Okay. So that's the level we're right. at here. Well, you know, uh, um, uh, another, our, our other Long Island buddy, Steve Vai, was a Berkeley well, guy. Well, Steve Vai, right? he <laughs> I was mean, a so little bit is, older than yeah. us, but yeah, he was a, he was a Berkeley guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
um, Steely Dan, right? Donald right. Fagan, I believe. Right, right. Uh, you know, Quincy Jones. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, there's no slouches. Tom Mayer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was good. What was the experience up in Boston like? Boston was great. You know, <laughs> I was 17. Yeah, 17 in and Boston. And I felt bad, you know, in, in you, you know, your parents drop you off, my mom's crying, and, and you feel bad, but then they leave, and you're just like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you know, just that sense of freedom, and, you know, my, the right. li your life is beginning now, you know? This yeah. is, uh, and it was very magical. One of the best times of my life, really. Um, it was it was awesome. And what's the... Uh, what? Like, like what hits you, like when you see, when, again, like when you saw John Melendez the first time, McGrain the first yeah. time, when you get the boat, what is it at Berkeley that, where, the, where, you, where you walk uh, in and you go, holy shit. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> Going to the cafeteria for the first time and there's, you know, this is a typical uh, dining experience at Berkeley. <laughs> the cafeteria is filled with people and also a band playing while everyone's eating <laughs> and then the guitarist of this band i don't know who he was i don't even know his name or anything but i just couldn't believe how he played and it was just like everyone played this good let's <laughs> just take the guitar and throw it away man it's like are you kidding me like, wow and it's just it blew my mind i'm like oh my god but then it was you know it was scary but also exciting you know um because then you, you're like, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get to that, you know? You're right. Uh, what, was the what was the instruction like? like what it was tough. It, like like yeah. the, the, the professors and teachers and stuff. So, you, know, you had a mixed bag, man. Some, some were <laughs> wacky. A lot of wacky guys. <laughs> what is this note? You know, the ear chain. <laughs> and his name was Bob Zung. And he was really, he was a cool guy, but he was wacky. <laughs> what is and this note? And he's like, what is this note? And he's standing in front of you pointing at you, you know? And I'm like... I don't know. <laughs> and he goes to a drummer, and the drummer, this one drummer kid, he's like, uh, he's nailing it. I'm like, I'm like, you're a drummer, right? Yeah, I play drums. So they figure out this fucking guy has perfect pitch. He's a drummer. <laughs> like you bastard. He didn't know. Wow. But he figured it out there. What is this? Note? But he was a drummer, so he really you know, didn't kind of yeah, really, waste I mean, it. I guess on it could him. work, but not, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you got guys like that. And uh, I was a film scoring major, so I had Don Wilkinson was, he was a. Uh, Why did you pick. Now, we're going to get into that because well, we, we've worked together. I think it's obvious. I mean, we, you know, I was always at the movies when we tried to, right. you know, I, I always had that foot there, you know, that, that you know, I always love movies and. And that's the way I can still be a part of that and the right. music that I love as well. What was know? the, what were the other kinds of choices? Like what else could uh, you? Have... It was it was all across the board. Performance. A lot of guys were in performance. I didn't want that. Mm. Um, even though I ended up doing that for years, we'll get to that later. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, they had uh, sound engineering, okay. uh, studio uh, production, right. uh, business, hmm. music business. Hmm. You know. Uh, I think it was all that. I can't remember everything. Jeez, but it was man. A lot, if, you know? if you had, if you went to, I'm yeah. just thinking going to Berkeley to study music business. Well, the you got to well, play. It is, right? it's, it is its own yeah. entity. You it know, true. it's not like going to business <laughs> like you know the Wharton School of you know like it's, <laughs> right. it's different. You know, right? So as you know, in the entertainment industry, uh, 
it's a different animal right and a different business right you know practices let's put it that way and back then uh film scoring probably was not even non-linear editing oh, like it software was, uh, dinosaur, it was, it was the, all you know the stone age right you know punching um film to put the click track so when it hit the the head it would go <laughs> so you have to work out how many frames you know to the tempo you want mathematical right. equation and then punch a hole in the freaking film <laughs> <laughs> you have computers yeah you know no cell phones no computers again you know? this is this, this is, is uh, why this is, we're going to go out back to this theme about the time has passed by well you know let's just face it man i'm not going to deny it anymore you yeah know? no it's it, a, is it, it is what it is and everyone's going to get there hopefully right <laughs> so it, but it's a good thing you know age and experience i think it's good i'm trying i'm starting to embrace it more you know so but yeah that that, that whole th- <laughs> it was much different now you know with the technology I mean, it was the stone age literally back then did but, you did you like it did you like i loved it mm-hmm. you would uh you know some of the some classes you would sit there and just watch movies <laughs> and you would discuss it afterwards and i loved that i don't know it just was great you know the wild one right was that a brando, uh, brando right? the, yeah the wild Mar- one. Mar- 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 marlon brando and a motorcycle I remember that guy. was one of them we watched and you would you know just take apart the score and say oh you see here in the scene and he goes actually that's not that's that's it was actually filmed in the day mm. but they filtered it yeah so it looks like the night so, yeah. stuff, day like, for even night with, yep. even not just with music but you know stuff like that you know and uh it was great i'm yeah. i i missed you during all those times because i was i didn't go to college so <laughs> yeah yeah because we had we had some missing years because uh, you know yeah. obviously with distance uh, right you know but, so uh, so uh getting out of college it's not when do you do you well do you come yeah. back into a band or no. what, what's the deal i don't know why i mean i well there's a lot of things going on personally you know my my family and stuff uh my parents uh, was kind of splitting up at that time and so i was like yeah you know let me i'm gonna let me i want to get out in the world i want to get into a band or something you know and uh so i'll come back if it doesn't work out you know mm. so Nothing was happening, you know, getting odd jobs <laughs> here and there, <laughs> trying to just make some money and, uh, you know, playing in some bands here and there, but nothing really happening. I know? think I saw a couple of those. Yeah. It was, <laughs> a uh, couple of but those. then one, one of them was, uh, I, I, I reconnected with, uh, John Melendez, Stuttering John. Right. And played with his band. And this time, you know, at this point he's now on the CERN show. Right. You know, he's, he's. He's a he's a member. Yep. Yeah, he's he's on there, and that was an interesting time. Um, and I didn't play guitar; I played bass. I was a bass player for his band. Was he a guitar player? He was a guitar player. He was yeah. a guitar player. And uh, they needed a bass player, so I was like, you know, nothing's going on here. You know, I can play bass. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. play bass. Is that like? Does every guitar player do that at some point? It's I like, think yeah, so. no, I'll play bass. Yeah, yeah. No, I can play bass. Yeah, it's, I think it's, so. it's one of those things, you know. <laughs> and some stay playing. Yeah. Playing bass, you know, because if you're a good bass player. And you could sing, you're gonna have work, mm. you know, and that's because there's not a lot of them, you know, <laughs> or not a lot of good ones, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, so I played bass with him and uh, playing all kinds of crazy clubs that are now gone. You know, was Woody's that yeah? And, was that the one I went to? I think you went Woody's. to it was Ron Woods Club. Ron Woods Club, one, yeah. yeah, down in the village. Uh, down in May the Pang. May, you remember? <laughs> she was there with. That was John Lennon's, you know, uh, mistress or whatever. <laughs> so I got to, she was there hanging out. Yep. K Rock DJs. I don't remember the guy's names. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, 
all these crazy people just, you know. Uh, John he had all these connections. I got to meet Steve Vai. I went to like a record release party. You know, he would get me tickets. And and uh, I just ran a course. I mean, music was changing. I remember telling him, like, because we were still kind of in that metal, you know, like a power ballad. You yeah, know, yeah, it was the late like, 80s, dude, early 90s. You know, there was vibe. bands coming along at that moment, um, like Jane's Addiction, mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers, and that whole alternative thing that came to be, you know, right. just right before Nirvana. And right, 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 right. Um, I'm like, look, man, this stuff is changing. We should probably change <laughs> because this is going to be dead. And I knew it. I saw it because in Berkeley, you were, there were like a one step sure. ahead. People right, were like, right. check this out. You know, right. cassettes, check this out. You know? <laughs> and they played Jane's Addiction. I never heard anything like that. I was like, wow, this is different. You know, it was like a psychedelic, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you got, you know, you sort of the doors maybe mm-hmm. a little bit, but, right. but modern and mm-hmm. funky, Right. you know, Led Zeppelin had that too, you know, right, that right. funk and the uh, folk sound, you know, like right. <laughs> they, they mixed all those things. And that's right. what I, I saw in that band too. And I was like, wow. You know, and then Nine Inch Nails came along. That whole industrial electronic. Oh, we could do electronics now right. too. That's cool. You know. And what What did you? This is all pre grunge Nirvana. Oh, this is right. This yeah, is before right, Nirvana. Right before but Nirvana happened. would hit, and that would definitely change the whole landscape. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it was just, and I was right. You know, I was just like, this is gonna change. I don't know if it's gonna go this way. I never saw Nirvana coming, but right. And then when that came, uh, yeah, that was done. Whatever. So what was your, what was your, um, what did you lean into? Uh, did you, did you get into any of that, the shit, the fucking, the grunge and all that stuff? Uh, not at first. I, I didn't like it at first, hmm. you know, um, Pearl Jam, I didn't like it. I, you know, they had a even flow, I believe mm-hmm. was the right. first song they had. And, uh, and even, you know, we went to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which, who I did really like. And I met when I was in Boston. Um, I got to see them play, and then there was two bands before them. One was Smashing Pumpkins, which I knew and I liked, and then the band before them was a band called Pearl Jam. <laughs> and <laughs> we were like, you know, I think it was at the Roseland Ballroom, which is gone now yeah. too. Um, <laughs> old bastard. <laughs> so uh, you know, we get up there and looking on the marquee, and like, what the fuck is Pearl Jam? Let's go get a beer, and we'll come back for Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Like a month later, they were the biggest band on the planet. You know, I'm just like, stupid ass. <laughs> so then, I, you know, I started, I was like, all right, let me get this album. Let me, let me hear. And then I put the album on. I'm like, okay, I understand this now. You know, just listen to that album. Was, What's that about? What, what did you, what, what did you, what did you I don't you know. He does one uh, song he's singing about surfing. It really <laughs> got to me, you know. He, he had like a tragic uh, mm-hmm, yeah. thing going on and, you know, um, very moody and you yeah. really felt it you know and and that one particular song i really loved uh, he's like you know tie the ring he's talking about surfing mm-hmm. right right i think it's called oceans or something i forget the name of the song but uh you know just that and you know uh a song called release me i think he's talking about his dad oh dear yeah. dad you know yeah can you see me now yeah well yeah, he so good i mean <clears throat> i always preferred i i wasn't too into the that yeah. whole scene but I preferred his voice over, oh, the, over the rage of the... Yeah, you know, yeah, right. Nirvana. Nirvana was like more teen angst, right? <laughs> right. It was like we were right, right. kind of casting that, you know. Right, or, right. You know, maybe a little angry, but not as that angry, you know. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were by the time by the time they came along, we were adult. You know, we yeah, were, we, were, know, we uh, weren't high school kids anymore. Uh, 24. Right, yeah. right. 
I think it was over by 24. He was gone when we were 24. Yeah. So it was a little bit before that, yeah. It was about a Generation two years. X. Yeah, I know you got. I know That's you're going. That's us. Yeah, I know you're going there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a good subject. Uh, it's interesting. Well, what I want to talk about uh, about that is and something you brought up before where you talked about, you know, the guy, um, Tony, shitting on you. Yeah. And this, and, and that it's yeah. a good, that it's good. And, and our generation, you know, I think, <laughs> if I can say, was the last one that, you know, were allowed to skin their knees a little bit. Oh, you know? yeah. And the last analog uh, generation, I guess. I don't know what the, I heard that someone say that. Is that That's true? a good point. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Uh, the, 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 you know, the switch yeah. over. Yeah. I mean, I think so, right? But I think, I think that's important that, you know, we, we learned, we were the last ones who, 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 you know, it was okay to get beat up a little bit yeah. and, and not, and, and as a result, you're not so, uh, Oh, we were beat up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we had a choice in the matter. No. So <laughs> you're acting like we had a choice in the matter. No, you know, that's like, true. Yeah. We, no. we, we, we were just accustomed to that <laughs> yeah. and we still again, that's right. It well, for the most doesn't stop. For the most part, they forgot about it. Yeah, like they well, skipped over. I love it. that. And like these generations, I'm like, did they? Where is it? <laughs> where is that on that that slide there? Yeah, like, it's like boomer. Yeah. yeah, they skip over. Yeah. <laughs> so we're used to that. So we're just like, all right. So yeah. what? So, so what are you playing once you get out of Melinda? Once this change happens, what? Where do you end up? And where do you stop? Uh, yeah, playing? well, <laughs> it's a strange ride. Well. <laughs> Again, I had to go get a job. <laughs> um, don't we all? Don't we all do that? Yes. Uh, you know, they get delivery job, delivering medical supplies and stuff. And then um, that's I was that's working, legitimately that's, when you, yeah, that's well, legitimately d- delivering. You're not like it's not a no, metaphor w- for something else. No, no, no. It's not, I was. It's <laughs> like, actually delivering teeth. I know it sounds crazy, but you know. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. It was they, you know, the dentist. Like when you go and you get like a impression made right. or something, and they gotta they gotta make a because they gotta give you a root canal, and they gotta make a cap. <laughs> so you would go to the the lab, right, and to the dentist. So that's you had this little car and you know these little baggies with teeth in it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me how I got it. That's I, a good gig. That's a, that's a good gig. Actually, it was a health insurance. So, yeah. um, and I got Eric a job there too. <laughs> um, so from there, from there, uh, you were doing. This is now where you and I were hanging out. Oh right, more. yeah. Um, I was doing dinner theater at that point. And you were doing dinner theater. That's right. correct. And uh, you were like, I, I was coming along. It was at in Farmingdale. I think it was called Maxwell's. Yeah, it was a little bar. It was a little Actually, bar yeah, called right. uh, C J Maxwell's. Yeah, right C J Maxwell's. Main Street. That's yeah. correct. Right. And uh, somehow I got to doing the. Uh, you needed sound effects, so. <laughs> That's right. Like, all right, I'll do it. That's right. And I would press the, you know, be looking over. You're up in the DJ booth with a, it was a cassette player, and you have to cue it up. The gunshots coming. Okay. <laughs> all right, got it. Good. <laughs> you know, cue up the next sound, whatever the hell it was. Right. You know. So we were doing that, and then um, one night, uh, you know, that would be over in the bar. People would start coming in, and right. some people from high school. A girl named Franny came over and she's like she's like oh yeah you know how you doing i'm doing good uh, you know brian don was a you remember him yeah, school? yeah. Uh, he was a he was a guitar player too a bass he was a guitar player, player, player yeah he's yeah. like yeah he's, he has a band going from guys that you you know we went to she was a dancer in um uh Bo-Sies. Mm-hmm. 
and he, she has a band with some of the guys from Bosies. I'm like, really? Who? Oh, this guy Pat. He and he was an artist. He was an art major. He wasn't in the music department, so I really didn't know him that well. And uh, Chris, I remember Chris, drummer Chris Baldi. I'm like, really? And he's like, and she's like, yeah, they're looking for a guitar player, I think. I'm like, oh, okay. Do um, you have his number? I don't know. I lost touch. You know, it was a few years after high school. Yeah, right. You know, we were about 22, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah early nineties. Early nineties. So I called him, and uh, he's like, yeah, uh, we had this one guy, but he's not really working out. Uh, come down for an audition. So I did, and we played all that stuff, the Chili Peppers, <laughs> and, and uh, I remember playing, and Pat was acting weird. I was just like, and he goes outside. And I later found out he was just like he was he was flawed. He was like he's like this guy's fucking incredible. Just, <laughs> you got to get this guy in the band. <laughs> That's what he said, you know. Like, all right, so I got that gig, and we became a very successful band for like almost ten years. And what was the name of that band? Belly Button. <laughs> That's right, folks. Belly Button. Yeah. Uh, and if you were a kid in the '90s, going to all the bars, you would probably know that band because yeah, I mean, you guys were you guys were a tremendous band. Yeah. And we did really well. Uh, I ended up quitting that job. The teeth job. The teeth job. The teeth delivery, <laughs> courtesy <laughs> delivery system, whatever they call themselves. Um, and uh, yeah, we got an apartment. You know, I was so, doing okay. So, so wait, so right. now, so you're playing in this band and it's paying your bills. Oh, yeah. And then some. How cool is that? That was great. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was really magical. You know, I was able to make a living as a musician, you know, now, I was living that lifestyle. Now, like, know, let's talk. No okay. All right. Let's no. talk about that now. So for people, who, <laughs> oh, no, because I because I'm an actor, I don't have that lifestyle. <laughs> I never had it. But for people who don't understand what the rock and roll lifestyle is, please explain well, what that's like about. Like I said, no alarm clock. That, <laughs> that is non-existent. So you just wake up when you want to wake up. And usually you're up all night. I mean, yeah. literally, literally all freaking night. <laughs> where I would be four in the morning I could call my drummer and he'd be up <laughs> and we'd have a conversation right I mean that's how that's the lifestyle you know uh, you want to get into the party and stuff is that what of you want of course I do man come on man I'm living <laughs> by, that I'm living vicariously well, through you so yeah well we we had I mean at first I was very I was very serious about it you know I really wouldn't even drink you know I would be very <laughs> serious because I, I, I would get a lot of anxiety when I had, had perform. And, uh, you know, I remember auditioning, like we were playing and we were renting a, a basement under some bagel place <laughs> in Farmingdale. Right. And, uh, and we were good, man. You know, just, it's just certain people together. It just works. I don't know why, hmm. you know, the chemistry was right with this band. Right. And it was, you know, you knew huh. and people knew they would come down to the basement and be like, like you guys gotta stop playing soon you know so we were like all right we felt comfortable enough now to audition so uh we auditioned for mulcahy's which was like one of the biggest place places to play on long island you know at the time and i remember there was a lot of bands auditioning they were just <laughs> one coming in one coming out with equipment you know and uh we got up there and we just ripped the place uh, we did really well where they stop and they go, uh, uh, guys, can you come upstairs to the DJ booth, the dressing room area? Yeah, okay. And I'm like, all right, look, you guys are great. We're going to give you a Sunday night. The starters, all right? We're going to see how you do. Sunday nights on a great night. Sucks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, okay, we'll take it. 
So we played a few Sundays, no one there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one weekend, it was Sunday, and the next day was Martin Luther King Day. So the place was freaking jammed. Like, jammed. Like, I've never seen a crowd. I never played to a crowd like that before. Wow. Where I pulled up and I looked out and I, I literally shit myself. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, look at all these people. Are you kidding me? So that was the first big crowd experience for me. And I was just, it was scary. But we went up there, we did it, and then you start to relax. And the people were responding. And we did really well. Really well. Where they gave us the night. Oh. Wednesday night All ladies All right, so night. now you got Wednesday night ladies, man. Kicked the band out who was there. I'm not going to say the name, but they <laughs> kicked them out, and uh, we were in for years. Wow. And lines out the door, man. Wow. It was nuts. Nuts. That's th like It was like rock stardom. I would you know, walk with my girlfriend, who's my wife now, uh, Jennifer, and we would be in the mall walking, and then you hear girls go, ah! Like, what the hell is that? Go back, and these girls are like, ah, you're in belly button, right? You know, stuff like wow, that. We're in a cover band. You know, wow, it wasn't even like a, you know, that's, it was just so weird. That's you know? crazy. It's like, I'm in a cover band, really? Wow. Yeah, so that's, so that we did that for years. So, so. so that first set, you know, when you shit yourself with all those people, yeah. what's the, what are the tunes? What's in the, what's in the play? It was the just the all the, the, the 90s playlists, you know, Jesus Jones, right here, right now. <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. Uh, and then Pearl Jam hit, you know, that, right. and it was, it's all you heard. Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam. <laughs> All right, it's coming. What? <laughs> and that mostly, you never really heard Nirvana. People say that. It was just always <laughs> Pearl Jam. It would be very big. Wow. Um, and just, uh, you know, I can't listen to that anymore. Like the 90s, like Lithium or one of those stations. <laughs> because it's just, you played those songs, you just get, you just don't want to hear that anymore. You don't right, hear it. right. What was the, what was the one, uh, especially early on, when you were really kicking it at this place, what's the one tune you looked forward to in the set list for yourself oh that's tough and early yeah like well we would do mashups so that i always thought that was cool we would mm. take like uh uh before mashups were a thing i think i don't remember them being you know like when they take two mm -hmm. songs like a rap song rock song and put them together we did like uh acdc back in black <laughs> and pat would come out like chuck D like uh flavor flave with the clock and you know we do this whole thing and people would just they loved it they would freak out Right. And we do like a rap in the middle, you know, and it was funky, a little faster, <laughs> right, right, right. you know, you know, stuff like that was a lot of fun. Uh, anything with Prince, mm. I always loved Prince, and that always went over well, believe it or not. Um, you like so. the funk stuff. You, I do. You, I love you, it. You love yeah, that. That's that, my that uh, funk, thing. That oh funk. yeah, I yeah, love it. What is it? What is it about that? Maybe it's Musically. just my upbringing because I heard a lot of it, uh, and it's you know my parents. Back to Sly and the Family yeah, Stone. Yeah, Sly and the Family Stone, and my mom even was. Uh, she was really into disco, but on the flip side of that, she was into soul and and like uh, Barry White mm. and Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mm. mean, that stuff was cranking. Michael Jackson, Off the Wall, you know, yeah. Stevie. I mean, I heard like, I got a big dose of this stuff. <laughs> right. Big, big time. So does uh, that does that still uh, is that still kind of floating in all your stuff today? Uh, when absolutely. You, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The funk. The funk. Get the funk out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you come over and I'm always playing it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. Uh, the FUV uh, Binky show, you know. Like that. I love that stuff. Because you know, the, funk, the funk just makes you, it, it makes you hurt. You just, yeah, it's like, mm, oh, shit. Oh, damn. It's so good. <laughs> it's so funky. <laughs> yeah, I love it, you know. Um, 
you know, and the flip side of that, you know, you can listen to, you know, something heavy, right? Metallica or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So what, uh, so how long does that go? The, uh, the, the whole belly button experience. That's, that's like five um, years. Four, no, that's four, like seven, seven or eight years? years. And then I got into another cover thing where we actually doing originals. Cause we tried to do uh, our own stuff and we had a few songs mm. and they were okay. And the band just, uh, we were very love hate, you mm. know, I mean, those guys will always be my brothers no matter why, you know, right. Uh, we have a lot of history. We're in the trenches together, you know, so we'll never forget that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're always, uh, on and off, you know? <laughs> uh, I think we're on an off spot right now, but it's okay. I'm sure we'll be, out, back, we'll be on back on sometime. Yeah, yeah. Right. Then we do another reunion, maybe. I don't know if that is going to happen, but uh, right. yeah. Uh, what was the question? I lost. No, like, what, like how long? It, how long that? Yeah, it was about eight years. Wow, uh, that's yeah, a, that's a long yeah, time. I did dude. well, you know. That was my job. I didn't have another job. Wow. I played music, you know. And you could do that then, and thing, and then toward the end, that I saw things was changing. More DJ culture was coming in, hip hop, you know the the whole climate was, was right. a change on the horizon, you know, and uh, I don't think the band thing was as popular. Really, as it was in in the two thousands. Okay, you know, so uh, and not that it wasn't going on, it was. But yeah, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know because I was out of it. Right. But to my perception was was kind of fading away. A lot of the clubs were. You know, like the Dublin pub was going away. Mm. You know, that right, 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 right. It's gone now. So how does it? Uh, how does that end? And where do you? What's the? Where do you uh, go? Pat ended up leaving. He went. He moved to California to pursue other things. Uh, we went to a. Uh, we formed another band called the Alien Pop, and we had. Uh, I remember some of those. Yeah, things. and we, we we did. You know, we were covers, but originals as well. Yeah, I remember. You know? that. I, we were doing pretty good. I, I remember that. some of those tunes. I like. And those. then that ended up imploding, you know, and uh, and then that was it for covers for a while. And uh, while we were doing the, you know, the covers, especially with uh, Belly Button, we were going out to clubs like uh, the Tunnel or the Palladium and being exposed to this DJ culture, uh, you know, uh, house music. Okay. And stuff like that. Uh, Junior Vasquez, the DJ. And the first time I went there, I was just like, what do you mean? Uh, you know, I hear this stuff they play in you know, between sets and... Uh, I don't know. What is this going to be like, you know? So we get in there and then um, I'm like, okay. And, you know, playing this music and it was good. And I never saw anybody, like he would stop the music and people would go applaud. <laughs> you know, it was weird. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole different. And they're like, ah, you know, like and, and the crowd starting to get riled up and all of a sudden, you know, he starts cranking it up again and the whole place is like, ah, and you know just funky soulful house and i'm like okay this is not what i thought it was and this is pretty cool so we started getting into that you know partying all night you want to talk about yeah, partying yeah, this I'll, is where the partying really oh here we in. go here we go so now <laughs> once you get into the yeah, into dj culture is, yeah that's when it really started uh getting a little crazy <laughs> um we'd get done with a gig and uh uh, we had a, you know, a roadie and our care, he took care of us, Uncle Richie. Uncle Richie, yeah, yeah. Rich Alexander. He was a great guy. Peace, he was great a, guy. Yeah, fantastic uh, guy. Missed him, missed him a lot. Um, and he took care of us and he, he's like, all right, you, I'll meet you at the club. He, he always, he was like our roadie. He packed the trailer and, you know. So we go to the club. It would be about 4.35 in the morning. <laughs> and there's a line out the door. <laughs> Five in the morning, there's a line out the door. <laughs> And they have to pick you to get in. 
by the way. So, but we get in, and then people knew us in this freaking club, in this dance club. Oh my God, this belly button. That's belly that's nuts. And man. it was just, it was weird. That's nuts. It really was. I, I'm like, yeah, you know who we are. It's like we're in a totally different environment. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're a belly button. And we started becoming friends with certain people, and DJs like Johnny Vicious. He was a big New York DJ. Mm. Um, Scribble. He was in a band called Young Black Teenagers. Tap the bottle in, twist the cap. Remember that song? <laughs> and we used to do some of these songs. And it, like we heard this one song, uh, just Johnny Vicious. He did. Uh, he was he was a rocker. You know, he had long hair, and he was, okay. but he was a DJ. You know, so that that threw me. I'm like, he would do these classic rock tunes and put them into these dance mixes. <laughs> and he did uh, Roadhouse Blues, and it was great. And we were like, wow, this is awesome. So we started adopting this stuff. And putting it into our set list, our cover, and it, it was like original. Okay, songs. People right, were right. like, "What are you guys doing? This is crazy!" You know, we would do that, right? And people didn't never heard that before because we weren't your typical. We would always inject our own right. style, and and we were in these clubs, and this was our influence at this point. And we would do these mashup type things with the Roadhouse Blues, like a dance song. Wow! And it would go over crazy. <laughs> it would go nuts, you know. And we were we would take things like from Junior Vasquez. Vasquez, we'd be uh, um, one time I'm in the Palladium and he stops the music. You know, it's weird. Everyone's just standing there. And then you hear, Is there anybody out there? <laughs> and it was like after 10 minutes of nothing. Right, you know? right. The lights come on slow. Is there anybody out there? People start losing their freaking mind. <laughs> you know, Pink Floyd, Is there anybody in the dance club? And then all of a sudden that stops and you hear, he starts playing the beautiful people by uh, wow, cool. Marilyn Manson. Uh, wow. And I'm just like, how cool is this? This is great. You know, so we adopted these things and steal it. Right, right. And play it in our thing. And people will go nuts. Wow. You know, and so we made friends with these guys, uh, these DJs and everything. And uh, through Scribble, we met a. Uh, I met this guy. Uh, he, was, he ended up being my manager, Charlie Stetler. Who was, oh, uh, Charlie! Yeah, I know. Yeah, her. he was. Uh, he started. The, he was a part of the whole hip hop, early hip hop, in the you know eighties, mm -hmm. late seventies, uh, early eighties. Uh, Fat Boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, he was in Crush Groove. One of those. I don't remember. <laughs> one of those that, movies. <laughs> yeah, one of those movies. I don't know if it was that one, but uh, but yeah, he was a uh, he was a tough manager, tough guy, you know, from uh, Switzerland. And he had this accent. <laughs> and um, so we met him. And uh, through him, I ended up getting a publishing deal with Jelly Bean Benitez. So through Belly Button, going to the clubs, and everything, I get a publishing deal now with Jelly Bean Benitez. And it's really and this, odd. And this is, and, and now I know this, but right before September 11th, yeah, well, that's we'll get to that. Yeah. That's that's where we're headed. Well, we, know? me and my brother, were, we both got signed uh, to Jelly Bean, and um, he said to me, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, watch, the world's gonna end now. <laughs> you know, we finally made, we got it, we got it, we right. signed, right, you know, signed the big you know, deal, and, and, uh, and then the world's gonna end, ha ha ha, laughing, and then the freaking world ends. Nine Eleven happens, and it literally just blew it all apart. I mean, I was sitting in Universal Records meeting with, you know, Bruce Carbone, who was like the top guy, you know, wow. having meetings like, oh, yeah, I like this, showing him songs. Yeah, I like this one. Maybe we'll take this one. We were like, oh, my God, seriously? This, this is amazing. 
And then that was it. Once that 9-11 happened, everyone got fired. Downsized everything. Oh, fuck, man. And it just stopped in its tracks, you know. And then never... Well... There was never any kind of... It would it, think time had passed by the point. We did a few things with him, commercials, sandals commercial, and, mm. you know... He had an artist that we do remixes for and, you know, small stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I reconnected with him recently. Uh, so, uh, uh, working stuff out, we'll see what happens with that. Cause it's still there. Just, uh, what do you think about that, that time? Uh, do you, do you, I mean, we're all making peace with a lot of things we did or didn't do. Yeah, but, it's just hard but to think, think about, about another, that, you know, we're in a terrible time now and to think about that, that terrible time is like, so the question is, what do I, what was I thinking yeah, at that point? Or no, what do you or, think when you look back at it? And I know what you were thinking then. I mean, that yeah. was just like, but now when you look back, is there, is it like, is there a, a hole that's wasn't filled, or, yeah. or are you just cool? I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm cool with it. It's it just like it goes, just like we were saying with our generation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <You know>? right. <laughs> that's screwed again. Yeah, another hit. You know. But I don't stop. Right. And that's the thing, too, I think, with us, with our generation. I would say everybody, but I think as a whole, I think we're pretty resilient, pretty tough. Yeah. You know? Keep taking the hits. I'm not going to stop. I don't care, you know? <laughs> right? Don't give yeah, up. No. I, take... I tell my son this, too. Just don't don't give up. Right. You know? Did you want another, another um, shot? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. You good? Did you oh, drink I, it? I, oh, I, I killed it. Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I don't want to seem like a wuss. I thought you killed it, but mm. you didn't. No, because I was trying to figure out what the fuck I was doing here. <laughs> I'm trying to live cut this with one yeah, thumb. Yeah, I got you. You're, you're busy. You know? And uh, it's it's distracting me. <laughs> but I'll get somebody to help me next time. Uh, yeah. yeah, so see, I wasn't even on camera there. I don't even know what the fuck's going on right now. All right. Get your bearings. All right. So uh, so now, you know, I, I, what, I, what I didn't want too much of was to, to be some kind of interview. Yeah. Which it turned out to be. Because well, I'm just, I'm trying to. fun, I think. With, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm trying to drive the conversation, but what I want to talk about is how we each do our art, you know, how, yeah. we, how we each do the, the craft of what you do. Mm -hmm. Do you have like, um, I mean, I don't even know if you started out that way, but do you have a, like a theory on how you approach things? Like if you're, is, let, let's say you're going to, uh, write a piece of music for whatever it is, it's a movie or it's, or it's a, or it's a, um, Let's 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 move the movies thing aside for now. It's a piece of music you're gonna write. You write a song. Yeah, it's there, a different. It's just a different. It's two totally yeah, different things. Yeah. So let's go with that. Mm -hmm. As a musician, do you have a like a, a starting point, something you start with? No. Um, well, like we just it, be sitting down and playing. It's so just, just ad living. Just. Okay. And I think I think most, you know, people do. You know, artists or whatever right. musicians do it that way. You know, you just sit down and play. Do uh and uh, do lyric lyrics come Sometimes, to you or, or mostly just, like you'll you'll just play and get a cool a chord progression or something you know okay and then all of a sudden you just start you know humming over it and now you got a melody and then you go or or maybe you get like a, a lyric or a chorus which is a big gift so what is what what is what does that mean what is well choruses you know you get a good chorus is tough you know good lyrical chorus so i don't understand any of this really? so you have to yeah what, why what is that about what well for me i mean I like different. What, for me it's like you know lyric lyric writing is tough to get good lyrics you know uh so it's a little struggle for me to if so if i get a gift of 
I'm playing this progression and I come to some sort of what I think is going to be the chorus and I have a, a lyric and a melody, it's great. Mm. The rest just f falls in now, you know? Because that's the point you want to get to, because you don't have a shitty chorus, mm. you know? You, re you want that you want a good chorus and, you know, right. any music you write, uh, especially, you know, pop music or whatever, rock music. So if you get that off the bat, that's awesome. Do you find do you find there are particular things like if you're going to go sit down and just jam and play and, and, and let the sort of stuff flow? Do you find particular sounds or styles of music that you naturally kind of flow into first or is it whatever? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I guess it just depends on my mood. I'd be inspired by something I was listening to. Mm, right. You know, like Stevie Wonder or something like that. And then obviously I'd be going into that direction. So right. you kind of got a picture of, yeah, I wanted something a little soulful, funky. Or if I'm listening to something like uh, a little more rock-oriented or, you know. So it's it's go, what it, yeah. what's it's what's kind of in your orbit at the yeah, time. Yeah, like, like Led Zeppelin or I'm listening to Hendrix or, you know, something like that. Uh, it, it'll it'll drive you there, you know. Do you, do you, when does it happen? Like at night? Like, I, um, like I'll wake up sometimes well, and write Well, it used to be night. But now I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, mornings are great. That's when I'm most productive. Right. You know? Get up, have my coffee, go into the studio, you know, no matter what I'm doing. And man, you could crank out some stuff, you know? Yeah. It's just that you just up, weak, you know, fresh. And then it starts to deteriorate. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that... my, that's the way it is now. But in the past it was uh when i was a young man um yeah nighttime because i was up that was my hours right you know I right mean, that's what i was used i to. mean i i i i still write uh, poetry occasionally and and most of the time uh stuff will come at like three in the morning yeah. i'll wake up with it or i'll be and then i gotta go I'll remember it. No. And I never that's, do. That's, a, bad, that's a big mistake. And then I got to write I've it. I've done that before. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. That was good too. <laughs> well, you, you thought it was good. You don't yeah, know. Yeah. But, Let's just say yeah. it was good. <laughs> just too goddamn lazy to put it on a recorder or whatever. That's right. Like, I've learned to not do that. Like if something you think is good, you got to get it down somehow. And now that, you know, with the phones too, now great. You know, it's like get the notepad out. <laughs> right. like, write the line down. I am going back to sleep. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever, you know. So uh, the technology helps with a lot of things these days, you know. What are you listening to now that uh, that's in the orbit? That, uh, uh, that was, is... I don't know. Uh, I still, well, it was, you know, Hendrix uh, on Friday was 50 years gone. Wow. So I started that's just cranking right. out some Hendrix and, you know, just a really yeah. appreciating that. He, he the, died uh, when we were born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the last few days, that's what I've been listening to again, you know. It's big and, you know big uh inspiration big, now uh, i i influence. love it just as a fan you know a fan yeah, right. of, of well, yeah. the genius You're... of of what he was doing but yeah. you can explain mm. you know the genius behind something like that and what what is yeah. that what is it about that that turns you on well at the time like we were talking about before with the heavy metal was the you know the law of the land i guess <laughs> at that time we were listening to all that stuff and yeah i'm like hendrix i hear that that name keep coming up jimmy hendrix yeah you heard that purple haze i heard that you know let me check it out and go get an album. Go uh, the Sunrise Mall, my bike, whatever it was. And then bought Are You Experienced? Brought it home and looked in the back and it was a warning. You know, be forewarned. The music you're about to hear 
you know, I was going to give you a different type of experience. You know, well, I don't remember the wording, but it was something like that. And it just, I was like, wow, that's cool. I got to put this on. So I put it on Purple Haze first song. I know that song. All right, that's good. Next song comes on. My mind's blown right away. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is awesome. And it's not just bar chords, but I'll play bar yeah. chords. So let me move this out of the way. Yeah. So, you know, the heavy metal stuff is, you know, the, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. Where Hendrix is. <laughs> you know, this chordal style. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> That's not, you know, you know, yeah. you know, which is great. <laughs> right. I'm not ranking on it, but this was something, you know, different. You know, what is going on? It sounds like an orchestra on this guitar. You know, you got the low notes. What, what's he doing that... Um, First of all, he's got that thumb wrapped he's around. Just, he, yeah, well, I'll show you that too. But he's uh, he's just playing around the chords. It's just a progression, right. you know? And he's just adding his flavor, like other tones to the, to the chord. Right. You know, you get your fixed... But he'll be like, you know... Or if it's a minor... You know, mm, yeah. he's just playing around uh, with the scale. You know what I mean? And it sounds like lyrical, a lot of yeah, lyrical yeah, 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 yeah. and like this whole orchestra on this guitar going on. <laughs> right. you know? And it was, I was like, wow, you could do that, huh? That's pretty amazing, <laughs> you know? Because I just know, you know, I'm playing, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And so that just, uh, it blew my mind and then they kept going on and on with the album and you know we heard hey joe we knew that yeah and yeah wind cries mary and it's i heard that before but then it's just a great song the guy was how old was he 23 yeah well he died I mean, at 27 27 right someone so at that age kid. to write something like that yeah and that just all blew my mind and it was something that i discovered i felt for me in our little group our little generation you know which, you know, the music we listen to, I love too. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I felt like it was a little my, my little discovery. You know? Yeah. And uh, from there, I just like, I got, I got to get more. You know, I got to get more of this Jimi Hendrix stuff, you know. And anything was on TV, I would put the VCR and try to tape it. And, um, you know, and then, and then I got Axis Bold as Love. And that really that, blew yeah. my friend. And then, you know, you heard Little Wing. Yeah. And I, you know, they didn't, they, used to, they didn't really play that a lot. on. Now they do. Now they but do, yeah. But back then, they didn't play it at all, you know? So hearing that for the first time, and that really showcased that, that chordal style was just shown, you know. With, you, can, the, you can do a little Little Wing. It, it, it's not going to hurt. Uh, well, Nobody's going to pull me off. Yeah, no, but I might <laughs> suck at it. So That's all right. I, I don't think I play it right. If you do the first one, it'd be fine. Uh, I got to remember it. <laughs> so you got it and then yeah, you got but... the Hendrix chords one of them being yeah right? what's the, sharp, like a... It's like they call that a sharp nine <laughs> right? and it's like real dissonant dissonant yeah right? playing it like that. and then you got this one here and this is that one with the thumb you put his thumb there yeah. so you can play it out higher
cool stuff, right? He was. Uh, um, the ship so was that, amazing. So, so those what was two the Hendrix chords? Uh, let me just finish yeah. this because now I'll hit. I'll tie those two in. You know the song. <laughs> In that song, he uses both the Hendrix chords, right. you know? That's the first one we recorded to together. And that's the first one where you were the singer. <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix. That's singer. right. Yeah. Uh, so Hendrix what was the album? What was the, what's the one I love? Is it uh, the one where it, it, it's uh, 1982 of Mermaid? Uh, that's, 1983 uh, yeah, of Mermaid. that's your, your favorite record, which is Electric Ladyland. Electric Ladyland, yeah. yeah. That's a great... That's no, where he's done all that backward shit. Also, Hearing that particular song too just blew my mind. I was like, "What is this? Is great?" Yeah, well, he's he's doing like he's recording, he's doing backward shit and feedback, and yeah. it sounds like whales are singing. It's incredible. Yeah, just you know, back in those days, four track, and mm -hmm. they would have to, you know, leave a track open to bounce whatever they did on the three onto the one, so it could make room. Right, right, right. Generation right. loss, you know. Right, right. So, and you listen to that, and you're like, "Wow, that's." You know, you had to commit to what you were putting on tape at the right. time because now, you know, you're gonna lose. You're gonna yeah lose that what you did on the separation on those tracks. And right, you just right, put, right. Put them on one track, so you could free up three. You know. Wow. And it's how they did that, and but and you hear what he did with that limitation of incredible limited tracks. Now we have you know do anything you want. You know, like what what uh, what's the, what just to, yeah, what little yeah. little things have you added to your repertoire over the years that that where it was like look at what that guy did look at i love this i love that um the led zeppelin stuff uh jimmy jimmy page jimmy page's guitar work is brilliant you know his also his chordal style as well i love is uh, it is it is it different than jimmy hendrix uh yeah i'll just give you yeah. a little quick example and um you know ramble on I'm trying not to hit this microphone here that's all right so So what what is the, what's the difference that the, he was, in it style? seemed more like folk guitar folk right, I, right, right. I'm trying to put it in like layman's terms uh, so that's the best way I could describe that but the where Hendrix is more you know like with different types of you, know, you get this is a typical chord but then he'd be like mm. open, you know stuff like that is brilliant you know you know. <laughs> yeah. that's one of my favorite yeah. tunes man that's a It's very full sounding, you know. Mm. Yeah. Like just chords like that, you know. Yeah. See that that That's shit beautiful. right that shit right there. I'm 16 years old and I'm, I'm just, in my just, rainy I, bedroom somewhere. Still to this day, I just I, I love it. I do. I oh. just put it on and I just it makes me feel okay. Yeah. Sometimes you need that familiarity to you know the past that makes you you know especially now. Oh are, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just uh, out of whack, you know. And I'm just like okay. Things could be good again. But, you know, <laughs> right. Listen to that. So that's uh, the difference you could hear there. Um, and they're, they're both incredible. And I seem to adopt both of those styles, you know. 
well, and then the funk. Yeah, right. Well, I know, I know when we work together, particularly on movies and stuff, uh, when you've done uh, soundtracks, we'll talk a little bit about that too. Yeah. Um, I hear a lot of Jimmy in there. A lot. I know of you do. Yeah. I know you. Yeah. I, and I, I think I pointed out to you too. I'm like, you hear that? <laughs> it's a little joke. <laughs> What's that sound? Like? <laughs> well, we just yeah. did a song together for the first yeah. time. Yeah. We did a little Dylan cover that we're gonna. Yeah, put it out. sounds great. Uh, and you sound it, great. And on there's it. a thanks, man. Uh, but there's a I probably haven't sung in uh, ten years. But there's a little fill that you put in that solo, and I'm like, that sounds like yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> a little minor fill. Yeah, the, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Had to do it. You know what was interesting? You were talking to me about uh, um, a couple of weeks ago I came over, and uh, we were talking about stuff, and it was fascinating to me, your knowledge of uh, musical history and just how m music kind of evolves and, and mixes around. And it really goes to the story like, of you and the dance club. Yeah. You know, like stealing some of that yeah. and, and mixing and matching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were talking to me about the beginnings of um of how reggae and punk and, and punk <laughs> kind of mixed together. Tell it's, that story a little bit. It's incredible. Um first of all, is that is that I mean, I know you like funk, but is reggae kind of uh, in your in mean, your wheelhouse too? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um you know, Bob Molly, you know, yeah, yeah, but right, right. I mean, it's just Bob Molly, you know, he's just consistently good with everything he. So what put is out there? What is that? Is reggae like it's like funk with with it's spirituality just or? Yeah, yeah right. it's just a, if you look at his early work, you know, he had they looked like they were a fifties you know, doo-wop <laughs> right. band with the suits and you know shorter hair and, uh, but it was still reggae, but they they call it ska then. It was a little faster. I had that, you know, right, and um, but it was different then when it became chill, man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got the where the snare drum would be on the so be like one, so you'd be like, the kick drums, so what do you what do you call that? It's like uh, off the... It's just the accents are different. Right, yeah. right. You got the upbeat with the mm. guitar. They call it skank. <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah, it's that, that stuff is so interesting, you know, that came from that little island. Right. And nowhere else, you know? Like, it's just someone did something <laughs> and said, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to do that. And then it's just like a virus or... Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you use virus. They <laughs> <laughs> don't use that word. Um, and it just uh, became a thing, you know, and adopted by everyone on this island, you know? Yeah, it's, right. it's amazing. But what you were telling me a couple of weeks ago was the... Because the punk scene... Right, so that, yeah. Which really started in New York, which a lot of people don't don't well, know. we don't. They don't. This is all. I but might say that, this and then someone a, in uh, Detroit's gonna be pissed. You know what? You know, let Detroit. Boston let Detroit be the pissed. Modern lovers, and <laughs> I think the Boston. I believe. I don't remember. <laughs> and then you got Iggy uh, and the Stooges and mm -hmm. the MC5 before him, really, or just about mm -hmm. the same. They would consider maybe the first punk, but really the punk we know. Yeah. The Ramones. New York. Yeah, Ramones. the Ramones. Yeah, the Ramones and, and CBGBs, which I played a couple of times, which is cool. That's cool. And I don't have a freaking picture, so <laughs> it might be somewhere. I don't know, but maybe someone has one. Um, of you playing CBGBs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was a shithole. It was, it was amazing, the, the, the backstage would look like. But uh, punk definitely was a New York thing, man. And uh, 
the way it spread to England was uh, Malcolm McLaren, uh, who was a uh, British businessman who owned a, um, I guess it was like a sex shop, you know, leather and all this shit, you know. And he was in Manhattan and checking out, uh, you know, different shops and everything. And it stumbled across, you know, the scene happening in the Bowery. You know? Right, right, right. And so the Ramones, he was like, wow, what is this? this is crazy. And ended up bringing some records back and and these kids that used to hang out in his shop there, these hoodlums and, you know, just trying to get, you know, working for him or whatever the hell they were doing. You know, he's like, check this out. You guys should start a band doing this type of stuff. And happened to be like the Sex Pistols. Wow. Uh, Johnny Johnny Lydon, Johnny, yeah, Johnny Rotten. And, uh, you know, that... Sid Vicious took, and yeah, all Yeah, well, Sid Vicious came later. Yeah, yeah. The guy who, I forget his name, who actually, it was the first bass player, he actually wrote a lot of stuff. So he was pretty important in that band. Sid Vicious was just like a, mm. the look, right. you know, couldn't right, play right, right. at all. <laughs> right. You need that guy though. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's, everyone talks about him and he, I don't even think he recorded. Um, but uh, yeah, so it spread there in England uh, and then uh, the Ramones came to England finally and they were all psyched. They're like, oh man, we see them. And everyone in the audience ended up, uh, so it said, to form a band. <laughs> Everybody night, who saw them, yeah, that Clash was there, and and and, and Joe Strummer, I think, was saying that uh, Johnny Ramone was letting everybody in through the the window <laughs> in the backstage, just letting them in for free. And and, and he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, we're not that great. We we kind of suck. Wait till you see us play. You know, he was they, they was so punk rock, you know, it's right, great. right, right. <laughs> and we got it. We suck, you know. And then uh, the Clash came out of that, and Sex Pistols, and. So in England, that, that was happening. But at the same time, there was an immigrant population. A lot of Jamaicans were going for work to England. And there was a, I guess, I don't know the where, or maybe Brixton. I don't know where the town was in England. But there was one club in the middle of both these towns. Uh, and a guy, Don Letts, was the DJ, Jamaican guy. And the punk started going there. You know, Jamaicans started going there. <laughs> and they started mixing. And digging each other's music so from that you know the punks really adopted it bob molly wrote a song uh funky reggae party uh punky reggae party punky Sorry. reggae party. punky got funky on my, my, my <laughs> that's brain. right you, you got punky the fun reggae party and um you know it just they they kind of melded and from that from new wave if you remember you, you had like the police there right reggae you Huge, had blondie, blondie the right that's right you had watching the detective Dance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, All uh, that new wave uh, stuff yeah. had an element of reggae in it. Wow. So that's that progression, how that came out. So so to take the the thought on that, like yeah. here's you guys uh mixing stuff with the with the house DJ stuff with your stuff. Yeah. You see how music progresses. Where are we now? Does that uh, ever gonna, well, is that ever going to happen again? Does I that happen know. now? I mean, I, I used to think about it a lot, and I just kind of given up. But I, I, I don't. I didn't lose hope. It's just different. You got to just accept that things are not the way it was for us, right? And then go from there. Because there's some great artists. I mean, Billie Eilish. She's very young, and she's doing amazing stuff. I mean, yeah, she's like 20 or 18. I, mean, I think or she's that. in her 20s. She's, not, she's not even 20, right? I think she probably just turned 19 or 18 <laughs> right. or something like that. So it's stuff like that, you know, there, there is, there, it's out there, but I think things have become so, you know, in its own compartment now, whereas right. before we could just pull from the same pool, you right. know, we had MTV and they played everything, you know, different types of stuff. 
Yeah, like I mean, you could you could turn on it'd be yeah. Judas Priest and then, and then Elvis uh, Costello yeah, and, then, and Hello, is it me? Lionel Richie. So yeah, it was like that. And then another thing coming would come on next. You know, you're like, yeah, this is this is strange, but I like this. I like that. You know. Well, I mean, I think that's that's a big problem with uh, you know a lot of not just you know art but society, but art yeah. art suffers. Yeah, as a, as a result of it, because everything's in a bubble. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's the reason you have all the strife you have now in the world, anyway, because yeah. everybody just is in this little echo chamber, you know, listening to people who say exactly the same thing as them, right. and you don't realize what that does to art, what it does to music, what it the, you know, Absolutely. you can't get that mix of stuff. No. Um, how do we get, how do we come from that, come out of that, right? I mean, yeah, that's, that's my scary. question. Yeah. Like, like, what do you, I don't you... know. I wish I had the answer. I mean, disinformation is a problem with this, yeah. this social, uh, networking. Right. And, and there's a doc, a new documentary I just saw about it and it's frightening as hell because you have all these texts that worked on in these big companies and this, and they look distraught, <laughs> like, you know, like Oppenheimer. Yeah, with right. The, when he put the bomb, bomb. You know, that, it's like <laughs> right. that type of vibe. Like, I am, right, I am Shiva, the god yeah, of the, yeah, and yeah. whatever Ryan, you said, yeah. a, a killer of worlds. Yeah, like right. So they kind of looked like that. Like, what do we do? Wow. You know, because the AI, mm. you know, is programmed, you know, a certain way. Where and I maybe it's regulation. You know, the phone company regulated. You can't remember. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, why? Yeah. Why can't you do that? You right, know, right. Something's got to be done because it's right. tearing everything apart you know and to go back to the the craft of of what uh, what we do yeah i mean there's just so many there's just so many ditto copies of the same thing you can put out after a while before you kill the culture and the thing is you can get it out there like any time before in history and we're yeah. still you figured it would be oh yeah this would be right Right. Do I, I guess it is in a way, but no, right? It's not. It's right. It's a strange... Well, what, what's happened is you can get like I can get this podcast out right. there, or I, yeah. we can get our music out. But there's this little audience yeah. that holds on to it, and it never, never expands into right. Uh, it never breaks out of that bubble, right? Yeah. I think I, we just need a, a solar flare, you know, to wipe out <laughs> to wipe out the uh, you know the the fucking tech grid, and then. <laughs> And then guys like you and me can play around a campfire and yeah, we'll be the only we entertainment. That's yeah, it. This is it right here. I, I dig it. You know, I can do that. Yeah, look, I'm all for all these things happening, but, you know, it would be great if everyone could see it or hear yeah, it or right. whatever it may be, the, the medium, um, where it was like before. And, like, you know, if you think about England, they only had two radio stations, Radio 1, you know, British, British Radio 1. Right. Radio, and they played everything on from classical to the pop stuff or whatever. Right. So you got a good diet of yeah. this, you know. Uh, information music and whatnot and i think that's healthy to you know in all aspects of life yeah i mean you're you know? fo you're forced with not too many choices you you, you yeah. have to you have to kind of sample everything to, yeah. to see what's what and then you and then you know you might be like oh it sucks you know you're a kid you like metal <laughs> uh. but then as you get old you're like no that didn't suck you know i hear a lot yeah. of guys now you know yeah you know i like disco now you know yeah well wasn't we, we were talking about yeah. this the other day is that i'm nostalgic now from music right. i didn't listen to at right. the time yes. you know it's like uh i didn't listen to i wasn't a fan of uh you know you pick it simple minds or something yeah. in the 80s but i hear that now and it's like wow I, it's funny <laughs> i just said that to my wife i'm like yeah a song came on it was talking heads burning down the house and they, they i remember that video they played over and over, over, and over. And i freaking hated it <laughs> 
Like, this sucks. I was really into the metal and, you know. But I love that song now. Yeah. Like, I really, and I love the talking heads. Yeah. Like, what was I? It's so weird. Yeah. You know, you I, I, I was, my young I was, mind. I was coming just, home the other day and I had uh, the cars drive came on. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, what a great fucking song. <laughs> it's not a song I listen yeah. to, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I find myself doing that a lot with, with you know, those songs back in the, in the day. And so, so do you take this stuff? You have a son. Yeah. Is he interested in music? Is he is he interested in the arts at all, or do you he, do you talk to him about it? He seemed it? like he was. I don't know if he is anymore, but he does seem creative. He he seems more like an idea. All kid. right, all right. I so like where does that go? I don't know. Um, but he's always coming up with cool ideas. He's funny, you know. Yeah. And he has good ideas, you know. I don't know if he's going to be a musician. You don't know. I mean, right. Anything can happen. Right, know? right. He was playing piano, but he, well, he he wrote a song or something like yeah, when he was, when a he was little kid. nine. Wow. Yeah, and he won an award. <laughs> for the state that's awesome <laughs> and i'm like dude you're nine you should do this you're pretty good at it i don't know if i want to do it i'm like you don't have to do it for a living but you know it, you should do it it's something it, it feels good you know right but we'll see you know right now things are a little out of whack to get him any type of lesson you know or you oh know, well yeah that's you know. the current state of affairs right? yeah right now it's just a, it's like a holding nuts. pattern at this point so uh but uh so are you writing are you writing uh, original will, thing will, are you are you doing I stuff as i here and there i go to it but I'm, I'm just busy with a lot of different things uh doing the sound design that's another thing i got into recently right yeah film sound uh, design film sound design uh, axios uh yeah you how to would... fix a drug scandal on netflix you that's know a cool. bunch of stuff danica patrick uh doc um you know it's just a different thing yeah um yeah, technical right um, you like that though right you you, you no, get you like to get uh, in the weeds a little bit and a really... little bit this is a little much <laughs> 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 i mean the sound part of like, like when you have to do dialogue editing i, I just want to jump out a window sometimes <laughs> I just, and you know because you do editing, editing I know, as well but... so you that's basically like the way you feel that's yeah, the way i, I feel it's terrible right? Yeah, it's terrible. But and I and I know that I give you uh, mm -hmm. stuff to work on that I know is going to piss you off. So that's good. Oh yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> I get cranky about it. Yeah. Oh, why do you record it like that? What the hell's wrong with them? <laughs> it's never, never going to be any different. <laughs> I know it's not. I know it's not. Yeah. Every time I get a friend, no matter who I get it from, you just and now you do, you have to listen before you even take on jobs. I had uh, Sean hook me up with a job, and you know the movie was great, but. <laughs> They wanted it done in a month and it was a feature. I'm like, I was asking all my, you know, the sound design people I know that do big stuff. And they're like, yeah, no. Yeah. No, that's, that's not enough time to crazy. do it properly. So I had to, just, had to turn it down. <laughs> I felt bad, but it's like, there's no way anyone's going to do this. It's so much work. Right. It's, you're not going to get it done in time properly. Right. You know? Now, when you scored, uh, 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 when you do, you've, you've done, we, I've done, oh, well, I've I've done like five features, but I've done I directed two, yeah. and I produced two others. So four features that I had you as as the composer, yeah. orchestrator, on it. Mm -hmm. uh, what's that? Wh when when you get the film and and we work together, you know, as a director and composer, and yeah. I say kind of this is the story, um, this is kind of the, the what the story is about, and I just hand it off to you. Off you go. Yeah. What do you, how do you approach the visual image, the story, and well, you're, what, you're, is it different from writing a song? Oh yeah, I mean because you, it's already laid out for you, mm. you know. Right. You're scoring to something that's 
you know, dictating okay. a vibe, a, a direction. Right, right, right. Right? You know, yeah, so yeah. that helps out a lot. Okay. You know, oh, I know this is a religious movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I know kind of where I want to go with this. You know? Right. You know, we've, and I'll have an idea, like when we did the uh, uh, Night for Day. Right. Remember I came to you and I'm like, you know, it would be great with this, some, like a... Colonel, sound like I was listening to a lot of Afrobeat at the time. Well, yeah, what yeah. you were listening to Fela Kuti, Fela Kuti and yeah. the Afrobeat. We sat around had dinner. I'm like, check this, and you're like, check out this this stuff. And I was like, hey, let's put that in. The, yeah, that, why not? And I was like, yeah, like that's what I'm going with this. I want to like, you're cool with that? And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And uh, that worked out really well. Yeah, that's that's a, that's, that's a great soundtrack. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that was cool. And uh, so stuff like that is is fun, you know. But I would run it by with right. something. Have an idea. I'd definitely, run, you have to run it by a director. You right. Know? The director's the captain of the ship. So. Right. But uh, you know, you get a lot of anxiety, at for I do when I first start because <laughs> you got it. You know, it's like, is it going to come? You know. Right. 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 Um, and then it does. Do you? And do you? Okay. Do you watch the picture? Yeah. You have and, to spot the film. Okay. That's the first thing. Whether you're doing sound design. Explain that. Expo spotting is just watching the film. Okay. And making notes. You know, okay. All right, that's right. It's going to come in here. I can see it here. Maybe here. No. And it's a little different with the sound design. It's more with the sound design. Oh, car door. You know. <laughs> right. Birds here. You know. <laughs> Footsteps. You know, stuff like that. Um, and you make markers and notes and whatnot. Then you start to dig in. You know, like, do I... And then, you, have to, you know, it's stylistic. Like, do you want it orchestral? Do you want it more electronic? You know, there's different um, approaches to it. And it, you, that, again, you discuss with the director. Right. You know. And, uh, Moods and tones. Yeah, and, and or orchestral's a little more difficult, a little more involved. Because, you know, especially when it's a low budget, you don't have the money for an orchestra. You have right. to do it all with high quality samples. So I have to play it on the keyboard. Right, right. And I got to yeah, you don't have tweak a it so it's... 14 piece And it sounds great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, a lot of the stuff you hear on uh, Netflix or TV shows that have to be produced like that, that's what they're doing. Yeah. They just can't, you know, you can't afford it unless it's yeah. a big show. Right, right, right. Like uh, Walking Dead, they have, you know... Right. Uh, Bear McCreary. Uh, right. Yeah. See, my, the first one we did, Lower Than the Angels, which was our first real attempt yeah, yeah. As, together, my first film ever yeah. directing that's what, as well, feature. That's what got me and then, going with the film score because you couldn't do it. Right. All those years, because I didn't have, you know, how do you, I didn't even know how to even get into started. The, yeah, with right, right. Until computers came into the, right. the picture, right? And yeah. then right at your first feature, we were able to do that. Right. right. You know, that, and it came out great. That to this day yeah. is some of my favorite pieces. It sounds really good. Too. It's, oh, it really does sound yeah. good. It came out really, really well, I thought. Yeah. And I remember showing you the first piece. I was nervous because I was like, I never did a feature, you right. know, we did little small things here and there, but, uh, it was, it's a lot, yeah. it's a lot of, you know, it's like 25 to 30 pieces of music sometimes, in sure. the film, you know, you know, small and big, depending on the scenes. But, um, I remember showing you the first and I knew it was, I, I was like, yeah, this is good. I feel this. And that's the thing you gotta, I gotta feel it first, you know? You know, you just got to, you know, it's right when you're feeling it. If I feel it, someone's going to feel it, you know? So I remember showing you and you were just like, oh shit, it's great, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was excited and then it went from there and there was some really nice moments. Oh yeah. 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 I think the yeah. very, I think in all of the, 
I, I say what I say. We did four features together yeah. plus a bunch of shorts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only direction I ever gave as a yeah, director you don't really, was yeah. the very, very first thing. Yeah. Like it was an opening sequence. It was a little dark, mm. like your first pass at it. And I, I needed this sort of soaring kind of, it, right. it, it was like. Well, it was a long, it was a very long sequence. The right, whole right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. And you took it, made one adjustment. And I think in 20 years since, I don't think I've made an adjustment no, on the thing yeah, you've yeah. ever done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you give me a lot. Yeah, you're very, you know, relaxed with that, you know. Yeah. But there's other directors that just make you crazy. Sure. Oh, that's not quite it. You know, like, what do you want, dude? You yeah. Know? Well, and that's hard to change stuff when you. It's a lot of work. Yeah. You know? Well, and and that's I talked about this on another podcast where I think in the whole thing you have to there's a, there's a point where you have to and I do this like I said mm-hmm. in the other podcast I do this probably earlier than most other artists do is the point where you gotta let go and just be like yeah and I I let go real early. Well, you do, <laughs> and I and it's funny you're saying because I wanted to talk about it because I never was like that, right. but I'm trying to do that. Yeah, I really am, and I um. I was the opposite right, to a right. fault. It was bad. Sure. Because it gets in the way, I think. Yeah. You need to commit. You need to trust your instincts, right? Right. And all the training and your experience. Right. And kind of just, okay, that's the moment you're in at the point, right? Exactly. That's you know, exactly it. I'm, and I'm trying to And there's something about, uh, it's not only uh, letting it go, there's like a real gift that you get back. It's like, oh, you know, it's it's a surprise to you. Like the universe kind of rewards you with, I didn't see that. Okay, that's it. That's what yeah. it's going to be, you know? Yeah. And you kind of, you, you really, there's there's a, there's a reward in yeah. that. It's It, it feels like, oh, I, I got to hang on to it. Mm-hmm. But if once you let go, you get this like incredible yeah, gift yeah, back yeah, that yeah. you didn't think you were going to get. Yeah, I know. I, that's the thing about all of this, the, the beauty, the magic. And it's still... Mag- is still magical to me you know music it's still a mystery to me <laughs> you know i love that and i love the surprises that come along like we're, you know we're saying we were doing our song yes and, yeah and I'll I, talk and, about and that a little you, bit as you get on in your career and you you know you put all that work in you don't think anymore you just let whatever it is flow right i know right. it sounds artsy fartsy no, and all that's... that stuff but it's a real thing it really is. It really is. It really and it, is. And it's freaking magical and it's great. And that's what, that's like the drug almost, you know, of the, yeah, you know, and it's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's why I miss, I miss doing live theater because, you know, that for an actor, that's the actor's medium, yeah. you know, the filmmaking's great, but it's a director and editor's medium. Right. So you can, you can act on, on screen, uh, and you just have to know they're going to do something. Who knows what they're going to fucking do with it. Yeah. It could look like, I don't care. I just enjoy the moment. But when you're on stage, as you know, as a live performer, it's like anything is, ha- the moment well, yeah. is, is total magic. Anything can happen well, at any second. Yeah, because anything can go wrong. Right. Or, 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 or right. <laughs> or right. And sometimes the wrong is the most right thing. Right. You know, the glass gets knocked over. The, the You know, whatever happens. Yeah. And it's the truth. You yeah. know, the truth the like truth. Yep. blasts right. in there. So... I think a lot of artists hang on too tight, and they yeah, got, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm guilty, <laughs> you know. And I, but I'm learning to not and trust, like right. I said before, my instincts. And uh, we'll talk about that, that latest surprise because um, we did uh, we did a little cover because I, I just we were turning a certain age this year. We yeah. turned fifty, yep. and uh, the way the whole fucking world was going, 
to shit and yeah. everything's going weird. Yeah. It was a great Dylan song that was ringing in my head and I wanted to do... I never did anything with you since we were 14 in, yeah. your, in your arena. In my arena, yeah. You know? It's, it's, that's weird to think about that. Yeah. We've always worked in my field, you know, working on films mm. and things, but we never got to work and I wanted to do a song. So we did that and, uh, and you know, it was just something I picked because what it was saying to me about the time in our life and the time that we Yeah, it's we're a great in. song. And, uh, um, but now that you've kind of done your orchestration of it, what were the surprises that came out for you? Um, it sounds really good. <laughs> That's good. I I did it just like, okay, I'll just do this. It'll just be us on acoustic or just a guitar. I did it with electric guitar and I did it live on a, a hand recorder, <laughs> right. you know, a zoom. Um, it sounded good. And that's when I, I sent it to you. I'm like, yeah, what do you think of this? Yeah. And then I left your spot open. You were like, yeah, that's great. And <laughs> did your, you know, you did your lines real quick. And then as I'm putting it together, it was just, I'm like, wow, this is really good. You know? I don't know. I'm, I don't know why I'm surprised that it wouldn't be good, but it, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because we, we didn't, we weren't yeah, doing it, it for like, any hey, reason. We'll just yeah. do this, you know? Yeah. But it's sounding really good. And, and I play it for people to just like, Wow. But you there, know, was one, there was one. There was one. There was one point. Surprise, yeah, yeah with the middle part, like when I'm playing. Uh, yeah, like just when things, you know, I needed a, a middle guitar, right? Because now I'm starting to layer it, which I wasn't going to do. I was just going to keep it just vocal and the guitar. But we're like, no, let's add some. I added mandolin. Which <laughs> yeah, my I grandfather's mandolin, by the way. That's so cool. And uh, so I that was never recorded before. So it's now it's on. You know, it's recorded oh, now awesome. on something forever. That's awesome. And uh, so that's a little tribute to him. Um, and then, you know, just doing the middle part, it just, I got to do something. I don't want to do this all out solo, but, you know, just this little beautiful guitar thing came and I laid it down and I love that, a little surprise that, I don't know where that came from, but, you know, it just, <laughs> it just, you know, and I did it in like one shot. It was right. great, you know, and, the and that's the, the, the surprises. Yeah, and, and the lesson there is that you didn't, you didn't go back and, you know, turn no. the knobs on it too much. No. It's like, hey, it was a gift no. and it was there. Yeah, and... you just leave that. That's it was good as it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and there was a lot of that in, in in this, and it's no, there's no click track. You know, that's right. when uh, you follow up to a mm. a fixed beat, and it's was just very flowing. You know, and uh, it's it's good. I, I like that way of recording. It's not because I've done the dance stuff. Everything's very structured on a click. You know a lot of producing right this is more organic when you, you just have guitar and you know uh, I, I really like that it feels good to me well i want to do more yeah so. well i'm thinking maybe I'll, we'll do a hendrix song we'll do like axis boulders love oh that's cool i think that's a good one we should do yeah all right yeah so we got to do a hendrix song just do a little uh, uh, i'm not i don't i don't know i don't I know can, i don't know it oh you don't know it axis boulders love yeah i can't remember i think i think i might well i mean i could by ear maybe <laughs> I really don't remember. I, don't I get that it. confused with the. This is just from. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the song. That's it. Oh right, right. That's okay. Now I know it. Right. Yeah. That's it. Green gown, sleeves sleeves the grassy ground. ground. Great lyrics. Oh my god. Her fiery green gown sneers the, at the, the grassy axis. Yeah. He knows everything. Right? I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. Really, that just. People don't know the song, Axis Boulders Love from Jimi Hendrix. Take a listen. Uh, 
then oh, you yeah. really understand the the genius of Jimi Hendrix, right? right. I mean, yeah. I, it's just beautiful. The, yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. My my yellow in this case is not so mellow. <laughs> it's in fact I'm trying to say it's frightened like me. Right. And all these colors of mine keep holding me from giving my life to a rainbow like you. you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> this guy was 23. He wrote that. I mean, we talked. We talked about that too. What do you What do you think about that? Uh, it's different. You know, it's not really not that different for for uh, filmmakers and artists. I mean, you got Scorsese still plugging away, and Clint Eastwood yeah. obviously, and those guys. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is it about artists? particularly musicians yeah. <laughs> who who kill this shit at fucking 22 or 23 and then, and then yeah i don't know it is an odd thing isn't it like who's who's doing it? i mean i i guess instrumental musicians like uh jeff beck is still killing it okay better than ever all right so maybe that's different but i mean i know what you're getting like maybe well, the yeah. singer singers lyricists um, you know for, for instance well, paul simon yeah, he okay. stopped. He was he's pretty amazing. So he stopped now, but uh, right, his last album it was great. Another one, um, Robert Plant's doing great stuff. Really, I haven't heard any. Of yeah, it. Well, check it out. It's, he has a bunch of different bands, different projects. It's really good. Allison Krauss stuff, you know. Oh right, right, right. Um, you know, so there are some, but I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Paul McCartney or uh, or, or you, know. you know, they just seem to you know they they're so their body of work is so amazing and then it just kind of teeters off a little bit. But even even what fascinates me is, let's say you write something at 23 yeah. and it's a, a great piece of work, yeah. whether it's a hit like a Beatles tune mm -hmm. or, or, or it's just a great piece of work. And now you play it and you're playing it and playing it and playing it. Yeah. And now you're 45. Yeah. And what I can't do you get no satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> at 77. <laughs> But I try. Yeah, you try. You do your best you can. But what do you? What is? Do you look back? Like, can you play? Look at lyrics and things you wrote and and play them now and yeah. say, and feel the same way? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny because I was just playing one earlier. I'm not gonna play it now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, you had you played it for me one time. I didn't even oh, yeah, realize yeah. you had it. it was right. Called, a yeah. song called Doubt. And uh, yeah, I have that on my phone. Yeah, I could still <laughs> play that. Yeah, no, you played it that time. I'm like, hey, how do you have this? Um, I'd like to do that again. Get that one out. Okay. Uh, you know, that was um, a good tune. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good song. Did you write those lyrics? Yeah, I wrote the whole thing. That's great. Yeah. That's a cool tune. And um, yeah, I definitely feel that it takes me back to those to that spot. You know, I mean, I'm not playing it night after night. No, you know, it's different. For, no, know. but it just always fascinates me for particularly musicians. You know, you watch a uh, The Stones or or Billy yeah. Joel or somebody, and it's like. When he's singing Vienna now, is he is he is he thirty? Is he twenty seven in his head? Is he is he? That's such a great song. He has to be thinking it's awesome every time he sings. Oh yeah, yeah right. <laughs> sorry, that song is so. That good. is a fantastic. You song. know, that's probably a bad example because that song is just freaking good, man. I just picked the best. Yeah, one yeah you picked the best song he's written, I think. <laughs> You're so scared. Why are you still so? Afraid? Oh man, great shit. Uh, man, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, Long Island's got some good water. We we, yeah. we produce some we Are produce some amazing yeah. people. Yeah, we we pretty, you know. pretty damn good, man. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Elliot Easton, like from, just from our town, right? Elliot Easton from the Cars, which I found out not too long ago. He was went to Massapequa High School or Burner, one of those. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Well, this 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 house you're in now in Lindenhurst. That's uh, uh what's her name? Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. Was, yeah, Pat Benatar was from Lindenhurst yeah. and. Uh, uh, 
is uh the other chick wasn't from here was she the one the, the punk one what's her name Okay. Oh, Joan Jett. Joan Jett. I thought, is she, she was, uh, I don't know if she's from here. I think she lived in Island Park. Or, okay. You know, over there somewhere. Steve Vai was Steve from, Vai's from uh, Call Place. Call Place. Right? Yeah. yeah. Joe Satriani, too. Westbury. Yeah. Used to be his teacher. Uh, yeah, you know. Do you have a, uh, do you have, I mean, we talked about Brian Hendrix Sets. all night. Do you have an all time favorite? I remember one night we sat in your, in your uh, studio and we yeah. just watched every guitar player yeah, we and the, you we went were, through everything we were going down the rabbit hole of shredder <laughs> yeah. guitars yeah. <laughs> which is a whole other Yngwie Malmsteen thing and, you know yeah. like yeah yeah I mean I was you know young I was really into that you know um, I thought I was going to be one of those guys but I couldn't be one of those guys you know, they were just on another level um, as far as that is concerned I think Steve Vai is probably the best yeah. out of those. and you know it's a very technical genre very sure and when you're younger, that's really appealing. You yeah, know? right, right. But what makes Steve Eyes different is he Soul. feels yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you saw the videos. Oh yeah. I mean, his body, he it's like a limb. Yeah, the guitar, right, right. Another limb that he's just expressing. You know, and it's really truly amazing to watch, and that he's achieved right that goal of being being that one with that, right. and not even. It just like water just flows. Right, right. That's that's amazing. Do you think um, what is you what do you think when uh, like when when the guys like Clapton watched Hendrix or the or Pete Townsend yeah. watched and they all kind of de- I think they over sensationalized that a little bit. Okay. You know? Um, I think they thought he was he was doing some wild shit. Right. You know, but <laughs> Clapton is fucking amazing. That's what I'm gonna yeah. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, is, and yeah. Hendrix knew he was yeah. too. You know, yeah. all that all that folklore Right. Yes, you know, well, we came out and we were like, oh my God, let's throw our guitars away. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I mean, look at Jeff Beck. Yeah. He's does he amazing. Still, does he still have uh, no guitar strap? <laughs> no, no, I think he's <laughs> getting up there. So yeah, he's put his guitar yeah. strap on. Yeah, he needs a guitar strap now. <laughs> you think out of that infatuation yeah. video with uh, us. <laughs> That's right. That's a good song, too. That's a good 80s guitar song with Jeff Beck <laughs> right. playing that solo. It's a great solo. Right. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. I, I kind of miss that 80s guitar sound, you know? And I think Eddie Van Halen sparked that a bit, you know? Well, there's a guy we didn't yeah. even touch on. Yeah, he sparked that whole, and everyone was doing that. The, uh, the tapping. Gotta, and yeah, the, we got to get that going. We yeah. got to get that stuff in this pop song with, uh, right. you know, well, whatever. Well, wasn't it, it uh, Michael Jackson used him for... Uh, yeah. Uh, one of them, beat it. Or, beat it, I think. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, even, uh, remember Maniac? Michael Cimbello? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he jumped on that really quick, because that was, you know, he didn't hear the, anyone doing the tap thing other than Eddie, and then right. he did it. You know, yeah, he's yeah. doing that, that that part in that solo. I'm like, look at this guy. He's stealing from Eddie Van. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a time when I mean, when we were that was the prime high school time was Van Halen. And, it was, you know, I remember junior high school. Yeah, we junior seventh high grade. That's when it was like right. exploded, beat it, and Michael Jackson. MTV came was huge. Right. And uh, that was a good time. I remember that. I liked that those yeah. times. So, yeah, it was just a new something just changing something in there right. was different you know so all right so we'll wrap it up so yeah so what uh we're, we're doing uh access boulders love i like that yeah i that's think a that's good plan. what you think you like that yeah i, I think I'll that's go a good that. choice yeah because i was thinking about which hendrix song would be right. really good to do we could definitely do that yeah you just tell me what where, what i yeah, gotta do yeah. and i'll do it yeah <laughs> just tell me what part to sing sit there and play the tambourine <laughs> <laughs> sit there and shut your mouth yeah. don't make any noise don't make any noise yeah 
Uh, so, uh, all right. So you, you clearly you're going to be a regular guest uh, uh, because oh, yeah, the, yeah, because because <laughs> we have so much to talk about. There's just well, too we much. We do this just normally. I we know. Just hang out. I know. Shit. And I think if I can get like when I have other musicians on, yeah. I should have you on to you know like explain the, no, you, the music you, and shit. Dude, you're fine. I don't know what you, you're getting crazy <laughs> with that. You were saying that before we even started this. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about with this. Stop. <laughs> yeah. It's all art, man. You know, you know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. You know, you might not know, you know, we're not doing a music theory lesson here. Yeah. You know? We don't want to do that. No, we don't want to do that. <laughs> crap out of people. Um, well, some people. Yeah, right. <laughs> some people might like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all art. You know? All right. So, so, uh, all right. I have to do this before we let you go. Is there any yeah. place people can find your stuff, find your fine tunes to download? Yeah, find, I mean, you, know, you could just, uh, I, I think I'm on row. Is it Reverb Nation? Reverb? Reverb is it, Nation. Is it Reverb Nation? I, I don't know. I haven't been there so long. I know. It's slash Vincent Nigro. Um, you could just uh, Google my name and come up uh, right. with stuff you'll see. I, you know, I used to do guitar session work uh, on dance music and, you know, Madonna stuff. Uh, Duran Duran. If you just Google it, it probably just comes up. You'll come yeah. up on all these, yeah, all these you know. pieces. Yeah. All right, dude. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, no, we're gonna we'll, we'll definitely yeah. do this again, and we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get some uh, we'll get we'll get some more drinks going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Man. That's awesome. Thanks. Got it.